0: you can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Coming In for a Landing Podcast on the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. Here's your host, Paul Hudrick.
1: Hello, friends, and welcome to this edition of the Coming In for a Landing Podcast on the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. I am your host, Paul Hudrick. And I am coming to you live after the Philadelphia 76ers win over. The New Orleans Pelicans, uh, final score of 117-97. to An impressive effort uh, effort for the Sixers. Obviously, uh, no Ben Simmons, as we know, suspended, conduct detrimental to the team, thrown out of practice, so on and so forth. Uh, No Shake Milton, who's still recovering from an ankle sprain, so the Sixers were hurting at the point guard position tonight. But, man, some big efforts. Uh, You know, Joel Embiid really got things started. He got off to a great start. Looked awesome early. Looked like himself. Um, he looks, man. He he looks lean. He looks nimble. Uh, just a really impressive effort, I thought, uh, from him to start the game. Got a little cold, and then you know, uh, you know the the way that the game went, they were able to get him in early night. and That was huge. Um, you know, other than that too, you look at the effort by by Furcon Corkmaz, who just went nuts <laughs> in the third quarter. Um, and the bench as a whole, uh, they were great, uh, 45 to 17 bench advantage, uh, for the Sixers over the Pelicans. And then also I want to talk a little bit as well about Tyrese Maxey, who got the start at point guard, uh, with Simmons out. And, uh, I thought he had a solid night. Uh, I'll get more into that in a moment, but I I think we have to start with Embiid because it's just, you watch him and you just marvel at what this guy can do at seven feet tall, at whatever he weighs these days, 280 is the list. I mean, I don't know what he is. Um, he definitely looks, uh, like I mentioned off the top, leaner. Um, maybe the leanest he's looked since, since I don't know, his rookie season. I mean, that's that's how good he looks right now physically and from a fitness standpoint. And you just saw, uh, I mean, he the 1-3, he grabs the ball off the rib, dribbles it up the court to the wing, and then just just knocks him a, a, a three off the wing. Then he gets Valanchunas to bite on a pump fake, drives by him, and then does this little Euro step finish at the rim through traffic. Just so impressive, so silky smooth. For a man that large to be as skilled as he is, it is – he's truly a unicorn. It's – we are unbelievably lucky to be watching this man right now um, and, and to see – you know, the greatness that is in front of us, this this guy's going to be an MVP candidate. I mean, I I would think for the rest of his career. I mean, he's just, he's so good. Um, And it was just more of that. And the fact that, you know, they were able to build that big lead, get into the bench, you know, it's just, it's a solid first outing for him. It's, you know, he had 22, uh, 22 points, um, six rebounds, five assists, which I think is huge. I think You saw, you know, he's talked a lot about the idea that he wants to be more of a playmaker, wants to get teammates more involved, especially now with Ben out and, you know, their ball movement is going to be a big part of what they do. And I thought he was excellent in that regard. You know, um, again, welcoming those double teams, finding guys, guys knocking down shots when they get the opportunities. Um, I think setting better screens, too, quite frankly, not that he was, you know, uh, I think – I think it's fair to say that at times, um, early in his career Joel Embiid wasn't the, the, the greatest screen setter, um despite his size. Um and you know, he's, we he's we know about previously in his career his kind of reluctance to roll. But I thought there were a few plays tonight with Tyrese Maxey where he set some excellent screens and, and really broke things open for the offense. And I thought that was really encouraging to see. And defensively he was he was excellent. Um you know, last year when Dan Burke got here, um you know, one of Doc Rivers' assistants that he brought in from Indiana, who really took over the defense. The one thing he wanted, he he put it on Joel and B that he was going to have to do more in pick and roll coverage. You know, he was going to have to flash more, going to have to show more on, on on the on the ball handler, and you know, try to really bust up those pick and rolls. Because in the past, we've seen, you know, how many times did we see guys like Kevin Walker just destroy the Sixers' pick and roll defense? So clearly, they needed to switch things up. They needed to do things a little bit differently and. Um, Dan Burke, one of the things, like I said, he challenged Joel Embiid to do more last year. And I think it's going to be more of the same this year. And Joel Embiid looks equipped to handle it. I thought he was outstanding in that regard tonight. I thought early they had a couple defensive lapses, a couple miscommunications. I thought that's why, you know, the game was tied at the half. And I thought that was part of the reason why. I thought they they kind of fell asleep um, a couple times defensively. And and that's part of the reason why they're. But overall, um, just to put a bow on Joel Embiid, just an outstanding night. And I think we're going to see many more of these nights to come because I just I I don't know what you do to stop this guy and like uh is a guy Jonas Valachunas is a guy that has actually had some success against Joel Embiid uh, in his career and Valentunis just looked helpless uh, against him on 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 uh, Wednesday night it was just a really all around stellar effort from Embiid uh, but the reason Embiid was allowed to take off a, a big chunk of that fourth quarter was because Furkan Korkmaz. I mean, I just went absolutely bananas <laughs> to start the fourth quarter. Just ridiculous. Um, hits hits back to back threes. Then on the next possession, hits a three. I think he hit it from Turkey. I mean, that thing was just out there, parking lot range, uh, from Cork Maz. Um, and he was just on fire. On top of that, I you know they're down down Simmons, down Shake Milton. Really, Maxie's the only kind of point guard really they have on the entire roster. And Korkmaz has to leave the second unit and be the point guard, and he hasn't looked bad in that capacity. Um, he navigates pick and rolls really well, actually. I, you know, Andre Drummond uh, as a screener is very good. He, a couple plays, he found those uh, – found, you know, George Niang in the corner for a couple threes and then Niang knocked down. And, you know, it wasn't a bad effort for him as a point, uh, as kind of a point guard. Um, but that third quarter when he just – I mean, he went, goes four, four for three, I think he had 18 of his 22 points um, uh, in in the fourth quarter. Just outstanding effort by him, and he was great. Um, a, a great effort by him, and really the, the bench as a whole. I thought, you know, the, like I mentioned off the top, forty five to seventeen advantage uh, for, for the Sixers bench over the Pelicans bench. You just didn't see that last year. You, you just didn't. Um, and you know, the two front court guys, the two new additions, George Niang. Andre Drummond. I thought you saw kind of a continuation of what you saw for them in the preseason. Now Drummond did get um, a little overzealous, perhaps, uh, <laughs> on a few possessions in the first half. Uh, committed four turnovers, but defensively he was he was outstanding. Uh, Seventeen rebounds, two blocks, two steals, and you know Valanciunas. Part of the reason Valanciunas had a rough night was not just Embiid, but Drummond did an outstanding job on him. Uh, and just uh, you know. With all due respect to Dwight Howard, I just think you already see that Drummond is going to be an upgrade. He just clearly is. He's going to be an uh, an upgrade o- over uh, Dwight Howard and what we saw last season. I mean, uh, on top of everything else, on top of the stat line, on top of the passing, which we have talked about being a strength of Andre Drummond compared to, to Dwight Howard, here's a big one. Here's my favorite one. How many <laughs> – Andre Drummond had played 19 minutes tonight. You know how many fouls he had? Two. Uh, as we saw last year, just – it was a nightmare at times with Dwayne Howard with just the silly offensive fouls that were really unnecessary, the silly even defensive fouls, flagrant fouls um, that really got the Sixers in trouble. And to not see those, I thought, was such a relief. Um, and, and it's I think you should expect more of the same. I think Drummond's going to be a big addition to this team, and I think he's really going to be an upgrade over, over what we've seen in Dwayne Howard. Just, you know, the, the silly – Turnovers, four turnovers he had in the first half. He's got to correct that, and I think he will. I think under Doc Rivers, I think he he listens to Doc. I think Doc will show him that on film, and Doc will say, "What the hell were you doing?" And um, that will get corrected ahead of Friday night's game um, against the Brooklyn Nets. And then the other guy, Niang. I mean, Niang Niang was just solid, man. Uh, um, He's just he's a perfect fit for that second unit. Uh, When he's open, he's gonna fire. He's got that that high release, that quick release. You know. Ala Abdulabi on the broadcast kind of compared him to Urson Ilyasova and I kind of I get that vibe a little bit um I think Niang's a little bit more unselfish I think Niang's a much better passer than Ilyasova was but I get it from the standpoint of that quick trigger that aggressive trigger not afraid to take contested shots um and just does a lot of little veteran stuff that that this unit really lacked last year when when Mike Scott struggled mightily and you know Niang's it's it, again it's just such a big upgrade, and it's going to help that bench so much, no matter who 's on it with them um, that four or five backup combo is going to be so crucial um, to what the sixers do this year and it 's a big reason why again forty five to seventeen why why that bench advantage was so big they were a big part of that uh, quiet night from Isaiah Joe uh, he did get uh, i believe it was a chin laceration he got hit hit on a drive uh, didn't do much. Matisse Stiebel was – Matisse Stiebel gave Brandon Ingram a lot of trouble. Brandon Ingram had had an okay night, but when Matisse Stiebel was guarding him, it was not such an okay night. And he had uh, four – excuse me, three steals tonight, a block. And, you know, they don't really need – what they need from Matisse offensively is just take open shots when they're there um, because the defense is so good, and he was excellent tonight in that regard. And, um, yeah, just just more of the same of what we've seen out of him. Second-team all-defense. And I can't imagine he gets anything less than that this year again. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, but on the other side, I want to talk a little bit more about Tyrese Maxey, his first start this season as the team's starting point guard, and just the starters as a whole, um, other than Joel Embiid and the roles they played tonight um, and, and what the, you know, that kind of looked like going forward. We'll uh, talk more about that on the other side.
0: You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And we're back. And, you know, Tyrus Maxey, a lot made throughout training camp, a lot made throughout the preseason that he's going to have to be the guy. He, he's going to have to be the one that takes over for Ben Simmons, that is a starting point guard, that gets the guys in the spots that they need to be, that really runs the offense, that takes over the offense. I thought the first half he was fine. Uh, Certainly didn't hurt them in in any way. I thought defensively he did struggle a little bit. Um, Nikhil Alexander Walker, who I'm actually a big fan of, I think has a chance to be a hell of a player for New Orleans. Um, You know, he he gave Maxie a little bit of trouble. Um, You know, at times I thought I thought the defense as a whole, as as I kind of touched on, um, had a few lapses early on, and I think Maxie was a part of that. He allowed a couple, you know, a couple, couple. uh, You know, he allowed some penetration on a couple drives. One play, uh, Alexander Walker kind of got him up in the air and then hit him on the back door. Maxi fouled him, and it was an N one. It wasn't um, You wouldn't put that on Maxi's defensive uh, highlight reel there on that one. But I thought offensively in the second half, I thought he was great. Uh, he got off to a hot start. It looked like Doc and and basically and really the five other starter or four other starters really made a concerted effort to get Maxi into his spots. You saw Embiid, him and Embiid have a nice little de- uh, dribble handoff. Where Maxi finished with his right, another play where it was a dribble handoff to his left, and and Maxie hits a mid-range jumper behind a bead. Um, a couple of possessions later, he knocks down a a, a a three on the wing, and I think the two stats when I go back and I look at when, when I look at Tyrese Maxi's night, it's these two stats: two or three from three. That's going to be huge. We all know that. We've discussed his three-point shot at, at you know at nauseum, and that added element could be the one thing that he adds offensively that's an upgrade to what Ben Simmons does because he is a right now he is a willing shooter is he going to be a good shooter we'll see Uh, with his other skill sets I think that's all he needs to be he just needs to be good Um, if he's like a 35 percent three-point shooter with his other talents with his ability to get downhill um, and play off ball screens and finish at the rim I think all of those things Um, If he can just be an okay three-point shooter, it's just going to make his game that much better. Um, And then the other aspect that, again, that he's going to really add something compared to Ben Simmons. One turnover on the night for Tyrese Maxey, five assists. So as much as he maybe won't play, make, and create for others, uh, you know, create those three-point opportunities as much as Ben Simmons did, uh, Maxey being willing to take threes and Maxey not turning the ball over. That Those are going to be two huge factors and two things that I think that, you know, again, can improve the Sixers offensively. The other starters, you know, Tobias Harris, uh, for me, uh, above all else, I just wanted to see that that he was healthy. You know, he missed a, a good chunk of preseason, missed a few practices with, with a knee issue. He had a knee-on-knee issue, um, so was dealing with some soreness, and I thought he looked healthy. I thought he looked good. I thought he looked aggressive. Um, quietly had 20 points team, high, uh, no, excuse me, start with for the starters and 12 rebounds. He was just solid. He was Tobias Harris. He was efficient. Um, he was aggressive. I would have, I thought a couple times, maybe he had some opportunities to take some threes where he kind of hesitated. Um, you know, maybe they were contested and he didn't just fire away. I thought maybe he could have, uh, same with actually Seth Curry. I thought tonight who, who was, it who was good. He, he wasn't great. He was good. He was, he had 10 points at two or three for three. I thought thought he hit a couple timely ones, um, you know, move the ball well. But again, I thought a couple of opportunities where maybe Seth could have just fired and, and was maybe a little bit hesitant. And that could be just, you know, first game of the season, getting into the groove, finding that rhythm, especially for Tobias, who, as I mentioned, missed the chunk of the preseason. So he's it's going to maybe take him a little bit of time to get into that rhythm find that flow. But, um, you know, the opportunities Joel Embiid is going to create, um, it, it, with the attention he draws in the post um, that Max Maxie's going to create with his ability to get to the paint, um, his ability to get to the rim, and the opportunities is going to open up for others. There, there's going to be chances for guys to make shots, and they got to make them. Um, tonight was a good start for that. Um, when you look at the Sixers as a team, they go 13-25 for three, 52%. Yeah, that'll play. Uh, that will play. Uh, 12 turnovers, not too bad. A pretty good number on the road, too, especially. 24 assists on 44 made field goals. So not a bad night in that regard. They moved the ball decently at times. I thought sometimes it stuck. Uh, there was a time, I thought to close out the second half to starters, um, the ball stuck a little bit. And Bede kind of got a hot potato situation, and he was forced to throw up some contested mid-range jumpers that didn't go down, and that kind of slowed him down. But, um, you know, starters were decent. Uh, Danny Green had a tough night. Three fouls early um only took one shot and he missed it um it was on a transition three but i don't worry about Danny Green really that much because Danny Green is going to get his shots he's going to get his chances and you know him he's not shy he's going to take them when he gets them so um yeah would you like to see him take more than one shot yeah absolutely you like to see him take more than one shot but um that's you know I, I i'm not overlooking that i'm not looking too far into that i should say i i think Danny will be fine i think um I think the starters as a whole. I think they will find the rhythm. They didn't play that much together um, when you look back at the preseason, so uh, they'll get their chance to play a little bit more here in the early going and and kind of find that rhythm. They'll look at the film from tonight, see what went wrong and, and what things they could do better. But you know, overall, just I thought it was like a business like win for the Sixers. You know, early on they kind of played rope a dope, kind of got their kind of got their feet under them, and then the bench really, uh, you know, led by Korkmaz really took the game over and. And put it away. And it it was on the road, you know, I, you know, all the drama that we faced this off season, it was so nice to just watch a basketball game and for the Sixers to put all that, you know, all that BS behind them and not think about it, just go out and play a ball game and win. Uh, It's, it's a hell of a job. And I think, you know, we give, and I think sometimes rightfully, you know, Doc Rivers has gotten some, some slack, especially after the last postseason, some of the decisions he made, some of his rotational decisions, I, I think, were fairly criticized. Um, but I give Doc this. I think that he has handled this situation with Ben very well. I think that he's got the team focused on the task at hand, and Joel Embiid has also – I wrote about that today, that Joel Embiid's leadership, that's – you know that, that's been huge already i think it's going to be huge throughout all of this while the, while this saga continues i think what he's you know what he's done and the statement he's kind of set out and the 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 vibe and the, the energy he's you know given to the rest of the team and saying like listen li- like we can only do what we can do with the guys here we can't worry about what's going on behind the scenes or what or what Ben's doing uh if he wants to come here and he wants to play for us Great. We'll welcome him in. We think we're a better team with him. If he doesn't, we'll adapt. We'll do what we did tonight. We'll go out. We'll play with the guys we have. We'll do everything we can. It'll have to be more of a team effort because you're losing a guy who is a defensive player of the year candidate. So you're going to have to have, you know, Danny Green as the primary defender. It was a little bit of a shaky experience at, at points tonight. And that's, you know, but Matisse Diebel came in, did an outstanding job. And that might happen sometimes. You know, sometimes Danny Green. Might struggle with a, with a, a a difficult matchup, and you might have to go to Matisse Tyvel. But that's the beauty of having a guy like Matisse who can come off the bench. You can throw him on the other team's primary scoring option. He could do a pretty damn good job. And tonight he was excellent um, on Brandon Ingram, contesting all you know a lot of his shots, um, forcing him to, to forcing him to kind of settle for fadeaways and, and you know tough shots. Like Ingram is capable of hitting, but forcing him to take him and, and contesting. There was one fadeaway that Matisse actually got a piece of, and you know we all know what Brandon Ingram looks like. He is tall. He's a tall, long dude, and for Matisse Thibault to to block a fadeaway from Ingram, I mean that's just that's rare. It's impressive, and um, you know it's 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 exciting to see Matisse Thibault's evolution um, as a defender. And he's going to have his hands full on Friday night when the Sixers play the Brooklyn Nets. And they're a home opener on ESPN national and for a national audience, it should be a hell of a night. Um I will be there at the Wells Fargo Center. It should be um a crazy atmosphere. I'm expecting it to be very much so. What will happen with the Ben Simmons saga between then and now, I don't know. Uh, I don't I really don't. Um they might practice on Thursday, they might not. We'll see. If they do, will Ben Simmons be there? Will he not be? I have no idea. But Um, I know that the Sixers will be ready to play in in any case, no matter what the the situation, no matter what happens, um, they will be ready to go. And I'm looking forward to that, looking forward to being back in the building um, around all you fine people. Um, It's it's really good to feel that energy again in in the arena. It was fun during the preseason game when there weren't even that many people there. I'm sure it's going to be a packed house on Friday night, and I am very much looking forward to it. I want to say uh, thank you guys all so much for checking out the coming in for a landing podcast on the Liberty Ballers podcast network. Please be sure to check out all of our fine podcasts, um, download, rate, subscribe, wherever you do get them. Uh, I am your host, Paul Hudrick, and I will talk to you guys next time.
0: What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G podcast and an entrepreneur myself.